Hello and welcome into this emergency podcast edition of the QB11 show. Breaking news, Dante Moore has committed to the Oregon Ducks. QB, what does this mean? Uh, well, first of all, it means that we have a quarterback in the class, so that that's a positive development. Um, I think it's a much-needed shot of, of juice like into the recruiting momentum. Um, things have been going well, but I think adding a player of this caliber to the class really just elevates everything and um, kind of puts things into motion that had been kind of waiting for this moment. So this is something that's been highly anticipated by Oregon fans. It's finally here. It's done. So uh, now we get to celebrate and, um, and move on, work on building the rest of the class around him. Yeah. I think Oregon fans have been waiting for some recruiting momentum ever since the big recruiting weekends at the end of June. And this obviously is exactly what everyone has been waiting for, especially given in light of all the realignment talk and activity that's going on, which we've talked about in our previous podcast. This is much needed, much welcome news, obviously a catalyst to the rest of the class. And and we could talk more after your eval about you know what this means going forward. But let's get into the eval first, because I know that's probably what everyone is most excited to hear. So l- break him down for us, will you? Yeah. So um, for those of you who haven't read the eval already on Scoop Duck, it should be going up kind of any minute after the commitment here. Um, but it's he's one of those players. I, I almost think that the psychological toolkit is more impressive than the physical toolkit, and I don't mean that as a slight at all to his physical skill set because he's he's very good mechanically. He's got a great stroke. He's a high three quarter motion. Um, like on air, he's going to be super accurate. There's no there's no like real obvious major mechanical problems. Uh, he's a kid who's got ex- exceptional body control and core explosiveness. I think one of the things that doesn't get talked about very much is how much quarterback coaching has changed over the last decade, 15 years, and how it's changed from kind of a one-size-fits-all approach to really studying the, ball, the body and the biomechanics and fitting, uh, fitting the motion to the athlete a little bit more than maybe it was in the past. So uh, mechanically, he's really, really advanced. You can tell he's had really good coaching. He's just so synced up. Like When I watch him throw, I, I've spent a ton of time on Dante watching his uh, junior junior full game tapes, watching Elite 11 tape of him, uh, seeing him at the OT7 camp. It just it comes really easy to him. He's never off-platform. His core is so synced up. He's so, um, he's so consistent in his motion that even when you force him off-platform, he's still accurate. He's, still all, he's always on-platform. Uh, you saw that there was that clip that, that leaked out from the Elite 11 of uh, him and Caleb Williams both uh, hitting the, the crossbar on the goalpost from, from midfield. Like that's a 65-yard throw. Like He's got plenty of arm talent, there's no question. Um, he can throw the entire gambit of the route tree. He's not limited by touch. He can drop it down the chimney. He can layer it over the second level, under the third level defenders. But he can also really drive the ball um, into some holes, like if those cover two hole shots, those bang eights in the RPO game. There's really nothing that he can't do from a passing perspective. 72% passer as a, as a junior. Um, 4,000 yards, 40 touchdowns to three picks. He was really working within an offense and running an offense as opposed to just improvising and throwing the ball way downfield to guys that are behind the defense. And I think to me that's really impressive. He's playing at a high level football, uh, Detroit Martin Luther King High School, won state this year as a junior. Um, But it's mostly the intangible things, I think, that really separate him because at that level, at the five-star level, all these kids can throw the ball. I do think that Dante has pretty unique um, talent as a passer, but 
what really stands out to me about Dante and watching, especially his full game tape, is the intangible things. A lot of people like to call it the it factor. I think that's kind of lazy. Like, if you can't, you should be able to qualify what that means, what the it factor is. To me, it's two things. The first thing is his athletic arrogance. Um, there is no way, if you injected Dante with truth serum and you asked him who the best player on the field was, on any field he was on, he would tell you it's him and he would mean it. There's no insecurity there. He's completely confident in his ability. He he knows he can throw the ball. He knows he can get, escape the pocket. And he carries himself in a way where there's the, there's no second-guessing or doubting his own ability, which is not the most common thing for kids of his age, especially at that position where a lot of these kids carry a certain amount of insecurity about their ability. They, they, they think they can do it. I'm sure they know they can do it. And they might have a an ego from the outside, but... Do they really believe it? And when you see him in those environments where he's going up against other kids who are at the really at the top of the of the quarterback um, rankings in this class, he do, his body language doesn't change. He's not he's not bending the knee to any of those kids in the, in these competitive environments. And it's pretty clear that he thinks he's the best one out of the group. And so when you take that athletic arrogance and then you blend that with the poise that he has, you you get kind of that like killer ice cold mentality where it's like you look in his eyes there's no fear there's just focus um and he just he plays the game at his pace like when especially when you're watching his full game tapes from high school there there's no there's no panic his his process is not being sped up by what's going on around him it's like he's on the field by himself and i i think there were times the quarterback who i think embodies at the most at oregon was marcus mariota he'd be on the field he'd be operating the offense. And then there was just such a command about the operation with him at the helm that it was like, it was like the game was way too slow for him. He was just a step ahead. And you, you see that like Dante is playing behind a solid offensive line, but he's not thrown to elite receivers against good talent. And he's just, he's constantly moving the ball downfield, whether it's on the intermediate game, the RPO game, or he's pressing it vertically. He's always making good decisions for the most part. He's he's just very advanced for his age. He's very mature, um, and he, he seems pretty unflappable. I mean, obviously it's just it's high school tape, and there's and there's going to be a, an element of growth that's required when you step up to the high division one level, just because the quality of athletes in the game is faster, and there's more complexity on both the offensive and decent defensive side of the ball from a scheme standpoint. But but Dante strikes me as a kid that is really above all of that. So. I'm I'm really really excited about Dante. I, I think he's got exceptional physical tools, like from just how in sync he is throwing the ball, especially off platform. To me, everybody should be able to take a five step drop and throw a ten yard out and and hit it nine times out of ten on air. But how often in a game are you having to make a small micro adjustment in the pocket? And some kids it screws up everything for them mechanically. Their base gets all wonky. Their feet are all weird. They have all these long levers moving in all these different directions and they come off balance. Whereas with Dante, it's just small adjustment. He's so tightly wound. His motion is so tightly tuned that he's just uncorking balls all over the place. So I think the world of Dante, in my opinion, he's the most college-ready quarterback we've signed since I've watched high school quarterbacks coming to Oregon. Um, this This is a truly landmark commitment, not only for Dan Lanning in his first year, but... Kenny Dillingham showing what he can bring to the table because not only is this a, a supreme talent, but this is a kid that really fits the system in my opinion. I don't I don't know that there's another quarterback 
that would operate within the system with the same level of efficiency that I project him to. So, yeah, massive talent, massive pickup. I can't wait to see uh, with him peer recruiting what kind of other pieces, maybe a Richard Young that you can get in the boat to go with him. Let me ask you a few questions here. One of the things I've heard said about Dante Moore is that while his ceiling may not be quite as high as, let's say, a Nico, for example, that his floor in this class is as high as anyone's, maybe maybe besides Arch Manning. Uh, what, would you agree with that? What would you say about that? So I think yes, yes and no. So everybody always looks at the 6'5 kid with the massive arm as the highest upside prospect, and in a lot of ways they are. I mean, there's a reason that Josh Allen and Justin Herbert are two of the five best quarterbacks in the NFL because they have that massive physical talent. Um, Dante has physical talent. I mean, it's not like he's small. He's 6'2", he's 200 pounds. Um, Again, he doesn't have massive elite length, but I think that how compact he is and how coordinated he is through his core is partly attributed to what size he is. Um, I think he's just a a twitchier athlete in the short area. He's He's not an explosive runner by any stretch of the imagination. He's not particularly fast, but when we're talking about like short area explosiveness and twitch, it's all through his core and is in, in that in that in that phone booth in the pocket, um, immediately outside of the pocket. And so, I I could probably agree that Nico might have a higher ceiling from a physical talent standpoint because he's got a bigger frame and a really unique arm. But Dante's not lacking arm talent, and he's not a small guy, and he's actually a little bit more stocky of build than I had initially anticipated. So like, like he's going to be a 215, 220-pound quarterback, no problem, at some point in the near future. Is he someone you could see starting year one, 2023? It's really hard to project a high school kid who's never been on campus to start, but if, if Oregon had recruited a high school quarterback in the last decade who was going to be ready to come in and like legitimately challenge and compete, it's Dante Moore. Uh, I just think that the type of offense he runs, the way that it's going to translate – his poise, his emotional and mental maturity, um, purely from an in-game standpoint, is such that I don't think the moment's going to be too big for him when he shows up in spring. So obviously, I'm not a recruiting insider, and neither are you. And, and besides the obvious answer of, well, it can't hurt, how do you see this impacting potentially the rest of this class, especially as we move into July now? Yeah, well, I think the quarterback is the linchpin of the class at all times. I think Oregon has done a really good job, Junior Adams specifically, of getting a lot of the supporting skill talent in the boat first. Like a lot of times you're hoping your quarterback can help you recruit a Jurian Dickey or an Ashton Cozart, but those guys are already in the boat. So I think it only helps solidify those commitments and keep them keep them as ducks. Um, and it really helps as you kind of shoot for the stars here with Richard Young as your second running back prospect. Um, as some of the receiver prospects that are being targeted as a potential third guy, as you look at tight end prospects, having this guy to peer recruit offensive linemen, um, I, I just think that it adds a status to the class that that gives additional confidence um, to what this new staff is building in Eugene. I really think that um, being able to sell that you have a cornerstone five-star like top two or three quarterback in the entire country in your class to other prospects gives them confidence because when they watch playoff games, they see players like Deshaun Watson, they see players like Trevor Lawrence and Tua Tagovailoa and Mac Jones and Joe Burrow. And they, they all know that if you don't have the quarterback, you can't win a title. Well, we have the quarterback. Now let's build the rest of the class to go out there and compete. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's it's really amazing to see, you know, Kenny Dillingham in his first year here, Dan Landing in his first year here, to be able to go out to Detroit and pull this kid out of Michigan, out of Notre Dame, out of Texas A&M, you know, and out of LSU and out recruit all of those schools and get him to come out here to Oregon and, and headline this class and, and this new generation of Oregon football. It, it's really, it's really remarkable. Yeah. It's unprecedented. I mean, like Ty Thompson was a borderline five-star and it was largely because of his raw tool set. But if you remember his recruitment, there were some good schools recruiting with us for him, but it wasn't a situation where we were legitimately going out and beating four top eight or nine brands in college football for a five-star kid who is like a pretty ready product. I mean, no one's a ready product. He has a lot to improve on, get better, especially working within an offense, learning it, learning how to play at the, at the college pace. But with his skill set, it's a, it's a truly remarkable recruiting win. And one of the more impressive recruiting wins, in my opinion, of all time, just purely based on the fact that he plays the most important position He's not a California kid. This is an out-of-region five-star quarterback um, that you beat, like you beat a playoff team last year for him in Michigan. You beat a national champion two years ago in LSU for him. So like, that's a that's a that's a different kind of recruiting win um, that I think really shows the chops of the staff and again just reinforces the the vision that they're trying to sell to prospects and what they're building going into the future. So I think we're going to have a lot more to watch out for this month as far as recruitments and Oregon goes. This is a, a great way to kick off July and, and commit season, and um, I think we're going to see a lot more coming. Any last thoughts on Dante Moore, QB? No, I just I can't wait to see this kid in person. Get him up here in the spring. I want to see him compete because I think he's going to elevate the room whether or not he's the starter um, because again, the way he carries himself is just so it's very, he's very, very mature. Um, and, and I think that athletic arrogance is going to be able to carry him into a situation where he's able to compete right away. So, um, we'll see what Bo Nix can give us this year, but that competition between a, a redshirt sophomore, Ty Thompson and a true freshman, um, Dante Moore is really exciting, uh, for the future of Oregon football. You said it. And that will do it for this emergency edition of the QB11 show. Keep on the lookout for future episodes as we drop them each week, as well as any other emergency episodes needed as we get into recruitments, as well as potential realignment news. Thanks, QB. Thank you, Doug.